0: Hey everyone, this is Sam Culpepper, bringing you the Culpepper Chronicles, where myself and special guests hope to bring you, the listener, more information in regards to self-sufficiency, fieldcraft, survival, marksmanship, gear, and theory, with the aids of not only personal experience and opinion, but historical and technical documentation as well, all in the hopes to better prepare you for impending collapse and hard times to come. Now, pull up a seat and let's get down to it. Hey everybody! This is Sam coming to you with another episode of the Culpepper Chronicles. I know it's been a bit. Um, life is what it is, and I'm, I'm trying to do what I can. Um, I'm much more active on YouTube and stuff these days, as well as Instagram, than I am on the podcast. Uh, just because it's easier to do some of the shows out of stuff with YouTube and Instagram uh, than it is to just talk on the podcast. Uh, as far as what's been happening, um, before we get into the episode, anyways. Uh, I'm starting up a training company. Uh, hopefully I'm still getting the kind of the, uh, the nuts and bolts of all that figured out. I'm hoping to get it started in 2023. Uh, it's gonna be Omnia Apparatus Training Consulting. It's gonna be based out of Northeast Arkansas. Um, mostly will be uh, for preparing citizens, uh, You know, creating better prepared citizens, uh, both with defensive firearms, uh, as well as other things that I hope to, uh, to offer. So stay tuned for more from that. Uh as far as big news currently I am now sponsored by AT Armor. Um if you're listening to this uh on Black Friday the 25th of November Um Go to my Instagram and follow the link in my bio because they're doing a Black Friday sale. I have a coupon code thing for uh, 20% off your total order. Uh you just have to use the link in my bio to make it work. So uh if, if you're listening to this live or now uh, and you have a need for armor or nylon or anything like that, go check it out. Otherwise, still go check it out. Use that link in my bio. Um, AT Armor is great folks. Uh, I've known about them and worked with them in the past. Um, bought my first armor setup from them like seven years ago, and, uh, and Mike's always been great to work with. Uh, I've, I've picked his brain a few times, even between now and then. They approached me about a sponsorship, and I jumped on it because they're good people, and uh, I don't have to worry about not being able to trust them or, or follow along with what they're doing lots of big stuff in the works from them. Uh, it's not only just on the personal side, but on the business side, so stay tuned for that. Uh, all that being said, as always, go check out hitthewoodline.org. That's our uh, our kind of combined website where we post articles and, and thoughts and things like that. Check out the Longhouse Podcast, and uh, we'll get into it. So um, as of a couple days ago, i want to say it was two days ago, Pine posted a uh, a picture on Instagram of him and some of his crew out in the woods with night vision and uh, essentially the, the wordage that went along with that was if you don't have night vision uh, you better procure a better skill because you're basically a non-com and uh, you know that really upset a lot of folks and that's kind of I'm, I'm going to give my, my thoughts over the entire deal um, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with them uh, depending on the the context in which you are intending to live, so uh, if your if your context for the future, if your context for the future is uh, going forward, the potential for a a peer to near peer threat in which you are having to be an active militant individual and you do not have or possess the capabilities of not vision that's going to be a pretty big hindrance to you when it comes to uh, darkness. So it is not the situation in which you don't have it and you are facing a a opposition force that doesn't have it either, where the the playing field is level. Um, That's that's going to put you at a big disadvantage if you don't have it. If you are someone who is just kind of preparing for a a global disaster situation, I think night vision is still a good thing to have it's probably not as necessary uh given the context of what you're going for although i do think it's beneficial because you're not looking at, at active conflict you're not looking at uh going and fighting a peer to near-peer threat you're more or less looking at surviving and trying to thrive as best you can in a, a post disaster, post grid situation, uh, long term, uh, top three disaster, if you've uh, followed the ISG mindset of stuff, uh, I, I look at it from both sides. So I do not intend to go forth and be an active fighting force against a peer to peer threat. Um, however, I want to be prepared for that possible eventuality. I am much more focused on keeping my homestead and my community safe. So with that being said, it still gets dark. Um, Regardless of of whether you like the idea of night vision or not, it still gets dark. I have used my night vision um, for property and homestead defense, uh, looking at coyotes out in the field, uh, walking around, checking kind of the property lines especially now that we're in the winter where it gets dark at like 4 30, 5 o'clock so more than half of uh of my general awake cycle of the day is in the darkness now um using it to uh, to patrol kind of the the property line i've used to dispatch possums and and raccoons that have been getting into stuff um just using it without wanting to use lights uh that's that's handy too. You know, turn on the light and aggravate the neighbor or something like that. You can just walk out without having to do any of that. Uh, going to and from deer stands on private land, I've used that. Um, just going out and camping and looking at the stars. I mean, there's a lot of, of nice things that come with night vision. And none of that necessarily is geared towards having to fight someone. The, the flip side of that is... Let's look at it on, on both of the, the possible eventualities for the future. So we'll talk about the, the peer near peer threat thing first. Um, the the big pushback I see is is everything is still getting labeled as this tactitard LARPing uh, generality. So if you have these things then that that's what you're doing. You're just LARPing, you're just you're you're a tactitard, um, you're just putting a credit card solution to a skill set solution. Uh, and I, I do see that to a degree. I know there are lots of people out there that put the cart before the horse and they get a rifle and, you know, an optic, and then they, they want to jump into what night vision device they need. And they're really not at a, a progressive point down the pipeline where it matters. Um, at the same time though, we have like, it, it's a fine line to walk because you don't want to emulate what you're trying to defend against if that makes sense um you can take a lot of lessons learned you don't want to emulate exactly what they are you don't want the exact same SOPs and procedures and stuff like that so I don't I don't agree with the tactic or LARPing label that gets slapped onto that um but there are people out there that their only goal with owning that vision is to emulate people like FOG um or GBRS or whatever hot take uh, high speed soft group there is right now. Uh, that's like their only goal, and I disagree with the purchase of the item for that. Um, one of the big historical points for for more recent history is that the Taliban did not have night vision capabilities, and look how it turned out for them. Um, Imagine if they had night vision capabilities. So imagine if from the jump, both NATO forces and the Taliban had night vision capabilities. And think about how different the outcome would have been. Um, would, would the actual end goal result been different? I don't know. But I bet it would have happened a lot sooner. Um, if they possessed the same technological capabilities that, that the U.S. and NATO forces had from the jump, imagine how much different the fighting would have been um a lot of people look at the fact that the uh the taliban side of things you know quote-unquote won uh in the end because of our withdrawal and and they survived all this time and they produced casualties and stuff like that they did that in a way that they could best to nullify the the technological advantages that we had. but imagine if they had all of those capabilities from the get-go, as opposed to just late war. Um, think, just think about how much different that would have been. So to say, hey, I don't need night vision because, you know, the, the Taliban didn't have night vision, look out, turn out for them, or the Viet Cong didn't have night vision, and lookout look out, turn out for them. Just imagine if they had had that capability. Just imagine how much different it would have been and put yourself into that perspective. Um, if the playing field is, is technically level and both sides possess that capability, um, it's, it changes the ball game compared to walking into a valley or a compound and being the only group that can see in the dark. That's, that's a whole different gambit. Um, recently I was listening to a book, uh, because I do audiobooks pretty much exclusively anymore. Um, called Fearless. It's about Adam Brown, who, uh, if you haven't listened to or read it, it's a solid book. I highly suggest it. Um, It was about a a guy named Adam Brown from Hot Springs, Arkansas. Uh, His life, how he ended up in the SEALs, and eventually his death. And, And one of the things that they talk about is how they suspected that the Taliban at that time, and I'm wanting to say this is 2012, maybe, 2015, um, I don't remember the exact time on it or the exact date, but they suspected the Taliban had not vision capabilities because when they were trying to exfil him as a casualty, every time they turn on a red pen light um, and, and like just barely have any uh, any light source out there, uh, the firing from the Taliban would go from this general sporadic to much more concentrated fire every time they turn on a light source. Uh, so they're like, they fully suspected that at that time they had some version of night vision capabilities. So imagine if that had been through the entire process. Uh, I, I think we would have a much different outcome. Uh, that, that seems to be the biggest issue that a lot of people have is is trying to emulate the thing that they're trying to defend against type of deal. And I think if you're smart about it, and it's just like anything, if you're smart about it and you're consistent with it, and you know going into it what your capabilities are and what they aren't based off of your technological assets, uh, you can use it as a force multiplier, especially as a defensive situation, which is much more where I see the use of it being uh, a a stationary defensive position at night or a defense of a a perimeter or a property line or something like that, um, as opposed to trying to raid compounds and houses and things of that nature. you could technically use it for that, but that requires an entire team to have it. Um, Anyways, uh, that's going down a completely different rabbit hole. Um, Let's look at the other side of stuff, which is the uh, long-term disaster situation. So this is where I see it, again, being much more of a defensive role. Um, You could use it if you had to hold up overnight in a building or you know a field a wood situation or something like that you could use it to help pull security at not um help avoid potential conflict because you can then see it if someone's roaming about it not looking for you or militant groups roaming about looking for you or anyone else or uh or, or for whatever reason you could use it as a defensive security measure because you can then see at night just because you have the night vision doesn't mean you have to actively fight with it you don't have to have you know our lasers and lights on your guns you don't have to go and try and fight with it you can use it to help keep yourself alive in the dark and i think that's one of the big things that a lot of people miss um especially in the context of i'm not trying to be militant i'm just trying to survive Uh, the other side is like how i use it mostly which is property defense uh seeing critters at night it's, it's a lot easier to to dispatch them when they're out in their natural, you know, day, night sleep cycle, uh, especially a lot of the nocturnal creatures that are out trying to get your hens and your goats and things like that. It's a lot easier to do that at night. It's a lot easier to do it without a white lot presence. Um, uh, so I'm trying to think of I had one other point on that. Oh, um, surveillance. So even if you are trying to survive or thrive in a a disaster situation surveillance and intelligence uh is going to help keep you alive because you know a or you have a better handling of the situation and what's going on around you you can do that at night with with mbgs i've used it um as a surveillance aid um doing a couple of security gigs where i was just kind of keeping an eye on some crackheads at night and i did not have to actively engage and that wasn't my intent in any way shape fashion or formed in that situation it was simply to be able to uh, gain better intelligence over what they were doing and monitor what their activities were without them knowing it and um, I was able to do that because I had not vision capabilities so you could do the same thing you could post up uh, even if it was a community defense type of thing like a small town and hey there's some near-to-well activity suspected can you go out there and hide out in the woods and watch them just to kind of see what's happening? Uh, and then we could know for sure exactly what's going on. So there are, there are benefits to it in that regard. Um, cost is one of the big things that a lot of people harp on it with. It is Okay, so before I get into cost, skill set is another thing that a lot of people harp on. Uh, is that you are, you are buying items and gear and equipment that could be better utilized for other skills. I want to uh, say right now, and I've said it in, in past podcasts, that uh, I do not feel like night vision is one of those first purchase things. Uh, I haven't created a list, but it's, instead of first, second, or third, it's probably fifth, sixth, or seventh down the line of things. If you can't uh, procure food and water and treat it and prepare it in a way that is safe for you and your family, um, don't mess with it. If you don't have any way of defending yourself, don't mess with it. If you don't have any way of uh, you know, providing an offensive measure uh, for your your group, your your home, yourself, then then don't mess with it. If you haven't taken any training whatsoever, if you're sitting there with you know fifteen rifles and you know fifteen handguns and no training, then you don't need night vision. Uh, you need to sell that crap and, and, and gain some training. If you're saying there's one rifle, one handgun, and no training, you still don't need night vision need training you need training in defensive uh firearms use uh, among just like the very minimum things uh you need training in medical aid you need training in you know defensive capabilities for uh for hand-to-hand uh non-gun situations uh you need training on just talking with people uh if you are just this closet shut in that's buying gear, buying gear and buying gear and buying gear and buying gear and only ever using this stuff in your house and never going out and never getting training and never seeking knowledge, you don't need not vision. You need a priority shift. Um, that being said, if everything's squared away, if you have everything squared away to a degree possible, you have ways of water procurement, you have ways of food procurement, uh, you know how to find, track, hunt, snare, game, Uh, You have defensive capabilities for your home and your family. Uh, You've sought training. You have a good base, foundation, skill set of the fundamentals as well as like an an intermediate level. And you have the funds and it's not going to kill you to own it. Then, yeah, get night vision. Get all the stuff that comes along with night vision. Uh, Gain that superpower. But you don't have to do it just because everyone else is doing it. Do it because you want to do it, and you find viability in it. There are uh, there are lots of reasons to and not to get it, but if you're if you're at this point and you're just starting out, because I see this a lot, guys are like, well, "What night vision do I need to get?" And it's like, "Well, what do you have so far?" And they're like, "I've got a you know an MMP sport with a you know whatever Chinese red dot on it and a Condor chest rack," and it's like. You're probably not needing to look into MVGs right now. Um, You probably need to uh, take whatever money you've been saving for MVGs, put it towards ammo and better gear, um, and square yourself away and and square your fundamentals and training away first. Uh, So a lot of people try and put the cart before the horse, and that's what a lot of people have a problem with when it comes to night vision and seeing people with night vision. Um, The barrier to entry is pretty high on it. And if you're smart about it and you have everything squared away and then you get it, I don't see any reason for anyone to begrudge you for that or you for for you to care if anyone begrudges you for that. Um, as long as you've got that skill set taken care of, uh, then I, I think you should full send on it. If you don't and you need to be honest with yourself, if you don't have that skill set put forth and you don't have that foundational knowledge and you don't have everything else squared away, then don't mess with it. Um, there are just better things to do. Um when it comes to uh, cost, which was is kind of like the last point of the whole deal, that, in my opinion, should matter to anyone but you. Uh, a lot of people will say, well, I can't believe you spent this on this. And so my caveat to that is I can't believe that you bought a brand-new Denali. Uh, everyone everyone has different justifies uh, justifications for different things in their life. Um, your financials are, are no one's concerned but your own. Uh, that, that's one of the things that, like, if someone asks me, I'll be like, hey, you know, are you financially into the point where you can do this? And that's as far as I'm concerned. If your answer is yes, then okay, I'm not going to begrudge you. If your answer is no and you still do it, then, I mean, I'm going to begrudge you a little bit. But, again, it's still none of my business. There are ways to uh, <clears throat> save some money. Uh, there's, used, there's used units. Um, there's older gen units. Uh, there are things like that that you can save some money on. Um, buying used, you know, surplus helmets and mounts and things, but uh, in the end, the, the barrier to entry on it cost-wise is high. Uh, at the same time, it is a superpower. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, There's a lot of people, including myself, that are like, hey, this is kind of pointless. There's no real reason for it. When I finally did acquire it, I couldn't really imagine not having it. Um, being able to see what's going around you in the dark without having to add light into the situation is, is pretty huge. Um, does it have, you know, pros and cons? Yes. Are there ways around it? Yes. Um, the big thing is power source as well as uh, light overload. But, you know, that's kind of a different topic from a different time. Uh, as far as power source goes, that's kind of one of the things that a lot of people harp on is, well, how are you going to power this 10-15 years down the road? I mean, my PBS 14 takes a A battery. I've got no telling how many hundreds of AA batteries stored up, um, along with 123s, um, as well as rechargeables. I'm working on a, a solar solution for the field type of thing. Um, there are ways around the uh, the battery issue. Um, most likely, my unit will fail either from damage or I will be dead before it's it's unusable because of a battery issue. Um, that's not to say the same for everyone. That's just that's where I'm at with it because I I try and stack things up and and stock it deep. So, uh, this ended up being a bit of a rant. They always end up doing that. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm pressed for time cause I'm pulling into work, but, uh, I just want to kind of give, uh, some general thoughts, uh, and opinions over, over the, the not vision issue because everyone's going to see the, over it. Everyone's going to be mad over it. Uh, the position that was took was, was kind of meant to be, uh, that way. Uh, it's kind of like a smock post and stuff like that. If, if you know Pine, if you see any of his other posts, he's, He likes to poke the bear. Um, And it it is what it is. Everyone's got different tastes. But uh, I hope to have him as well as one or two others on for a podcast in the future where we talk. uh, I'll make sure we talk about night vision and our setups and, and kind of the whys. But the main goal will be talking about optics. Uh, because it was asked of me to uh, to do an episode of that is uh talking about optics progression where we started where we're at now kind of our thoughts on on general setups and stuff like that and i'll try and bring because it would be uh, me as a civilian uh, a couple other civilians pine who uh is currently serving kind of transitioning out uh but has a has a military background and kind of our thoughts and opinions on the entire deal so anyways, guys, uh, if you're listening to this and you made it this far, thank you for uh, listening. Um, if you turned it off and haven't gotten to this point, well, I don't really blame you. Uh, take it easy. Stay safe. God be with you and your families.